I don't buy the idea that, you know, the society the way it is right now, it has to be this way. Welcome to Rewrite the Rules with your host, Alex Starr. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. It's time to live life on your own terms. What do you really want? Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to a fresh episode of Rewrite the Rules with yo, Alex Starr. Um, I'm really excited to have you guys here. This episode is going to offer a ton of value because I know there's a lot of us who feel constricted about our jobs, um, about the nine to five. Um, we all want to do amazing quality work. We want to have an impact. It's not like what our parents think where, you know, they think we're lazy and entitled and we don't want to do the work. We want to do the work. We just would like some flexibility in our goddamn schedule. Um, but yeah, this podcast is with my friend Taylor Elizabeth, who has been running a company called remote like me, where she literally shows people how to go remote like her. Um, for the past few years. So we get into the mindset behind um, this type of endeavor, and then we get into the tactics. So uh, the first three quarters of the podcast is actually more around her story. It's going to be the mindset that work that goes into getting a job and feeling worthy enough um, to get a job like this. Please do not skip over that because that is the most important part. Just about the last third, maybe even last quarter, are some tactics in terms of resumes, uh, where to actually find the jobs, things like that. Those are questions fielded um, from Instagram uh, from you guys, from the listeners. So um, I can't wait for you guys to listen to this. Please be patient with the audio on her end. She's doing it from Antigua, Guatemala. Um, so my audio sounds fantastic because I'm sitting here with amazing Wi-Fi and a killer mic, and she was in Antigua. So please be patient with her audio um, and really just, you know, try and hone in on what she's saying and not the slight static because <laughs> it's amazing stuff. Um, so take a listen. You can find her on Instagram at remote like me, um, and on her website, she's got a lot of cool stuff coming up, um, including a free five day workshop, um, course that starts on April 15th. Um, so go over to remote, remote like me, sign up for that, um, and get you going to hopefully create a new lifestyle for you guys. So enjoy this podcast with Taylor, and I'll see you guys on the next one. Miss Taylor, welcome to El Podcast. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So I'm coming at you from Austin, Texas. It's a beautiful evening right here. I can hear like the grackles and stuff outside my window. And where are you? I'm in Antigua, Guatemala. That's exactly why I plugged in my headphones because I have got birds and insects and lots of like sunset time creatures coming out and making their noises. Yeah. So if you hear any of that, it's just mother nature. Yeah, good. <laughs> I've actually done quite a few podcasts outside before and I, I get people asking me, like, where are you? Are you going to national parks and recording these podcasts? Because <laughs> I'll just be outside. You can hear the planes overhead. You can just hear birds chirping and yeah. all this stuff. And I just really like doing them outside because it, it's just a really nice atmosphere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so how long have you been in Antigua for, for people that are now three years, three years, I've been living here for three years. Yeah. yeah I go back to the U S like twice a year, usually for my family. That's I'm originally from Connecticut. 
Um, if anyone is listening that's from New England, shout out to you. Uh, but yeah, I've been here for about three years now and more, maybe three and a half. Yeah. And um, my favorite place to travel around is Central America. It's my favorite region of the world. And so we'll get into the background of your company and everything like that. But you're not even really doing a digital nomad lifestyle, are you? You're completely set no. up as a home base in Antigua? Mm-hmm. I did in the beginning, for sure. I had discovered Guatemala. It was the first country I ever went to out of the U.S. And I was pretty lucky. I, I absolutely fell in love with it. And I was living a pretty um, digital nomad-based lifestyle. I was working remotely for a company that, that was in Europe and and we'll get into that but basically I had a lot of travel opportunities and I was pretty certain that I was in love with Guatemala but I wasn't into getting a house or like just having anything more than a suitcase and you know I was living that life and then pretty soon after maybe the first year I realized that this is going to be my home base now now year three past year three I'm like I'm in a one-year lease in an apartment um I have a cat like this <laughs> you is a, real. <laughs> you know it's official now you have a cat <laughs> I couldn't you help have, it you have a fucking cat it's official <laughs> yeah um no that's awesome and I think you know I've been down to Antigua before and that is a really really easy town to fall in love with I think I was it's there so for easy. yeah I was there for six weeks I mean the cobblestone streets the beautiful buildings the people are so friendly um, I was there for six weeks and it still is just stuck in my head as somewhere that I have to go back to. Yeah, it's it's absolutely mesmerizing. And like everyone who comes here or says they're going to visit, I'm like, you know what? You'll find your own magic. There's so many magical things about this place. Um, and and everyone like for certain does. And they just say like that place just has a weird, like it captivated me in a way that I'm not comfortable with, yeah. but I'm like, I'm so comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah. I never left. <laughs> I know. No, that's a good way to put it. So tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us about how you got started on this adventure. You know, you, you're, I love your company. I was thinking about it today when I was prepping for this podcast because you're very meta. Yes. You know, where you're, you're, you're working remote while running a company on how to work remote. Um, that which I operates love. remotely. That yeah. operates remotely. Yeah. So it's super meta. So just give the you yeah. know people who are just tuning in a little background on how this all got started, how you got into running this, this company out of Antigua. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, I'm originally from the US. And right now I run a company called Remote Like Me. Hence, I teach people how to find and land remote jobs. That's what I'm super passionate about. And it all happened because I myself got in a situation where I wanted to travel. I wanted to be, you know, experiencing what Guatemala had to offer for me. And I couldn't, um, stand teaching anymore, which is, which is what I started out doing and have a degree in. Um, and so I got a remote job myself. So that's how it, that's how it started. I've been running uh, the company for three years now. And basically for anyone who's never done a major career switch before, or who maybe wants to, um, go abroad and see what, remote work uh, opportunities are available to them. I'll just give you kind of the quick and dirty of how I fell into it literally on Instagram. Oops. (laughs) Um, So I came down to Guatemala on a volunteer opportunity and I absolutely fell in love, but I had to go back and I had to live my life and finish my master's degree in teaching. So I have an elementary education master's degree and I was pretty damn sure that that's what I wanted to do my whole life. Like, 
since I was three years old. We have like videos of me with an upside down book reading to like 20 stuffed animals in my in my room. And it's so cute. And I always said, I want to be a teacher. I'm going to be a teacher. And that's what my heart was set on. Um, and it was pretty shocking and devastating to realize that when I found traveling and just being in another country and noticing that there was a whole another world out there, I was like, I'm actually not so certain that that's my path. And it really woke me up with like a smack in the face. And when I went back to finish my master's degree, I wasn't happy. I was actually pretty depressed. I split up with a really long-term boyfriend of mine and everyone was just like, what's wrong with you? You're so different. And I was like, what's wrong with me is I'm in the wrong country. I just absolutely knew in my heart of hearts that I had to do something different. So I went back two or three times and did like some rogue volunteering from people I had met and fell more in love. Um, I never studied Spanish officially, but I just kept learning more and more by speaking and listening to people. And I decided that I would save up enough money that when my master's degree was over, which was only like, this is only like a six month span, um, then I would absolutely move there. So I moved there and I bartended and I also did some freelance work for the nonprofit organization that I originally volunteered with down here. And that doesn't sound like much money. It wasn't. It was like negative amounts of money. So I was just, um, you know, living on my savings. And I found out pretty quickly that um, I was broke and that I might have to go back to the U.S. And that was like the scariest thing in the world for me. I don't know if anyone listening has gotten like thrusted into the travel lifestyle with no career plan to do so. And this is kind of what happens. Like you run out of money and then you're like, okay, what am I going to do? Um, so I literally was looking up Instagram people that inspired me, uh, with like hashtags like voluntourism, which is basically just leading a life of volunteering all around the world, doing stuff like woofing. Um, I'm sure your audience is like pretty familiar with some of these things. And I kind of fell into a rabbit hole of hashtags like <laughs> digital nomad. What is that yeah. remote worker? What is that? And yeah. it was the best accidental Instagram black hole that yeah. I fell into for like a week. Probably the only beneficial black hole in the history of the internet. Yes. Yes. And honestly, it wasn't, it wasn't like a big thing like it is now um, where I would say it's more mainstream and people are aware of these terms and stuff. And so you could imagine my delight. I was like, bingo, golden ticket. Um, I mean, I had zero experience besides teaching. So I was like, that better be enough. And I'm just going to make video applications and see who hires me. So somebody did hire me and uh, I just worked remotely with them for one year. They're called MailerLite and they're an email marketing platform. So I was a full on digital nomad screaming from, you know, the top of my lungs from the mountaintops. Like, this is my life. I love it. And a year later, I ended up starting teaching people for free how to find remote jobs um, because it's such a big gap in the industry. We teach people how to build businesses. We teach people how to do affiliate marketing. We teach people how to have their own blogs. We teach people how to freelance. But there's not many people out there who are um, helping people find and land these remote roles that are complete employment situations, but just from your laptop. So that's how it got started. And then now three years later, yeah, we've just completely, um, I mean, like you said, it is very meta. 
I have courses and programs that that teach people how to uh, land remote jobs and my own remote team like they're all international it makes me so proud um, one is from Guatemala <clears throat> my boyfriend the other is from Malta oh. and the other one is from Bali we won't get so, into the specifics of working with your employing your we boyfriend. can it's great <laughs> Right. It's How called it? you have to be the opposite of that person and we are. So um it's not it's not it's not strange that you own the company and he's kinda technically a subordinate within those dynamics. Oh, and I didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, you right, like you can I mean, I kind of assumed the worst. Like I kind of assumed it like I needed him to help me at the time and um he needed more experience in the remote field. He's a freelancer and so he said yes, and he said, this is not going to be my life path. Like, this is not my passion, but I'm going to, you know, be an employee. He gets paid the same as the rest of the the people, and he, um, I don't know, we work really well together. Like, it honestly is has gone the best, the best way possible. Like, I can't no even, shit. I couldn't have even imagined it to be this easy, honestly. Wow. He's just so laid back, so he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I could see that that could definitely go the other direction, 100%. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of thought it would. I was like, let's hope for the best. And like in the contract, it says like at any moment, both parties can pull out of this contract to save any kind of face. <laughs> oh, and you actually had him sign a contract in the whole nine yards. Everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's wow. like, yeah. Yeah, wow. he's a contractor, just like just yeah. like the others do. Wow. So, okay. but, but yeah, now now I'm I'm all about helping people. Um, you know, do whatever they want through remote work. That's, that's the whole big thing. Um, having a remote job is not like a spiritual transformation. Uh, you're still you. And I help people discover their lifestyle desires through having a remote job. So whether that's, you know, the work from home moms, whether that's the travel obsessed people like I was, um, whether that's people who want to learn new languages or volunteer or whatever they want to do. Um, I'm all about just helping them do that through remote work. So what's the biggest thing that you see people being held up on when they decide they want to get remote work? What's the, what's the biggest hurdle that people have in terms of getting it? I know we kind of touched on this earlier, but like that yeah. structure that we've all been, um, you know, indoctrinated with. Yeah. What do you, what do you see there? Yeah. Um, and this is exactly why I'm kind of shifting my work into less uh, strategically like, OK, you know, I'm known for crafting remote resumes and getting people um, to match up with the right kind of jobs. Like I'm, I'm known for just getting people jobs. Right. And the problem is that what I could teach that comes before that step is actually so much more foundational, so much more transformational, which is being your authentic self in your job search. Mm. which is so hard. This is what people get hung up the most on because they've been told their whole lives, sell yourself, um, you know, kind of shift your, the way that you are to fit a certain mold. If you want to be in that industry, if you want that job, um, find, you know, all of these like power verbs that could help you stand out power and all that verbs. stuff. Yes. Like literally there are so many, um, schools of thought on this. Like if you were just going to write, you know, team meetings, uh, on your resume, then you should change the verb led to like somehow a more power, powerful verb. And I'm like, this is so not where it's at people. We need to be focusing on something else. Cause that doesn't get you the job. Um, 
So yeah, so now I'm working with people on knowing who their authentic self is and how to attract a company that wants you the way you are with the skills that you have and the skills that you can possess in the future based on your personality and, and your, um, and your leadership style and, and your working style, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I find the most hard for people because it's also starting on the inside and people don't want to go there. Um, they'd rather, you know, I've literally had clients tell me, um, like, I'm not paying you for, um, you know, therapy work. I'm like, yeah, that's what I would love for everyone to tell me, but you actually are (laughs) because half of our conversations will end up being, I don't feel confident enough. Are you sure this is right for me? Um, I don't feel like there's, you know, tens of thousands of people applying to this job. Why would they pick me? And that all starts from within and that affects the way you show up on resumes, the way you show up in cover letters, the way you show up in interviews. And it, and it also just, even before you get to the application process, so, so, so affects which jobs you're choosing. And that is so important because I can have clients who are going after 10 jobs a week. That is like like an extreme pace. Um, and you know, nine out of 10 of those are not meant for them. So of course, when they're getting rejected, they're thinking what's wrong with me instead of why am I choosing those roles that aren't a good fit for me? Um, and that just comes down to knowing who you are. Like that's such a hard question for people to sit with. And they're right. They didn't know that they were hiring me for that. Usually when, when they get started, they're like, okay, let's go to the resume. I'm like, back it up. Sally. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited to hear you say that because, you know, we did some work together. You helped me on my resume and cover letter, uh, maybe like, that was like six, eight months ago. And I'm really glad that you're doing that type of stuff because it's incredible. I'm really passionate about figuring out those like resistance points that we all have within ourselves and these scripts that we're telling ourselves and these stories we're telling ourselves and a job search is very much like a really big relationship search, you know, romantically, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But these resistance points come up, even if it's something as simple as what kind of clothes are you going to go buy from the store? What kind Mm -hmm. of food are you going to eat? You want to change your health, you know, your lifestyle, your diet a little bit. Any type of change you make in your life is coming up against these resistance points based on the story and the script that you're telling yourself. And... Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now that you're talking about it, yeah, a job is such a dramatic example of that. That I would imagine not only would it conjure up all these things that we all have in our head, but all these things like you touched on, all these things that society and our parents, the baby boomers, just pounded in there in terms of yes. the type of jobs you should have, right? The the thing of you know, I think a lot of people look down on remote work. Like I've heard this from my parents before that it's, you know, well why would you get a remote job when you could be getting a real job? Mm-hmm. You know, and, yep. and, and it, when you're going towards remote work, you can have, you could have convinced yourself that this is the proper path for you, but those voices are still going to come up in your head. And then you're going to talk yourself out of applying to things. You're going to talk yourself out of talking like a badass on your resume about your skills, because you remember your dad saying, like logical mathematical skills are the most important thing. And all you've got are, em- are empathy, good luck, you know, and instead of writing, you know, empathy as your number one skill and then talking about that in an interview as this is why I'm an amazing manager. This is why I'm an amazing salesperson. Instead of digging into who you are, you start to feel really uncomfortable about what you're not. And I even find it in people not 
not being able to get started, not being able to put together their resume. And they're like, I just can't sit down to do it. I'm like, you can't sit down to do it because you can't face the fact that what you are going to write, you don't feel like is enough. That is the only thing that stops people from getting going. Um, And it's so, it's such a direct thing that you can address first, which is alignment in your career. You know, like we talk about, like you said, it's kind of like a, like a romantic search. And it is because it is such a give and take uh, relationship, your career. So when people talk about like conscious relationships, your career should be a conscious career, which basically just means that you're showing up aware of your thoughts. That's all consciousness means. So in a conscious relationship, that works out so well because you can provide yourself inquiry on every single thought that you have, and you can kind of deconstruct those stories that you, that you just mm-hmm. talked about. You can be able to catch yourself. You might not be able to replace that story in one day with something that's going to serve you better, but you can catch yourself and call yourself out on your own bullshit. So conscious, a conscious career means the same exact thing. And if you start from alignment, then you don't have to try to correct your course along the way so many times and feel like I'm not going anywhere. I'm spinning my wheels. Nobody's choosing me, blah, blah, blah. Instead of starting with alignment. And like you said, the resistance points, you know what's great is when you're on the path of least resistance, which if people don't know listening, the path of least resistance can is working at all times because of your point of attraction and what you're attracting out um, from within and what you're attracting into your life. And the path of least resistance doesn't care if you know it's there or not. And the, you know, the law of attraction doesn't care if you're thinking negatively or you are of the path you are already on. So the path of least resistance literally says that if you are coming from a place where you're not aligned and you're wondering what you can pluck, you know, what low hanging fruit, what kind of remote jobs will take me today where I can just make money from my laptop. That's just my ultimate goal. And I don't know where I'm coming from, but I know where I want to go. It is going to give you more obstacles, more choices, more overwhelm, more you're not good enough because that is, that's where you're coming from. The path of least resistance says, let's give her more. Let's give her more. And then also the path of least resistance works when you're in a positive state of mind, when you're thinking from an abundance mindset, when you're aligned and you think things like there's no competition for people who are in alignment because that's literally impossible, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's no competition for me and the remote job I'm going to get because it's literally meant for me and it's my job to be able to see myself, to be able to see that opportunity and match myself up with it. So the path of least resistance will work there because it knows that you're coming from an aligned, abundant space and it will give you more of that. It will basically knock things over that would have gotten in your way because it's already moving in a positive direction with that, with that momentum. How does somebody start on the path of alignment when they feel like they're mm-hmm. unaligned? Mm-hmm. Ask, asking themselves the questions that they've probably never been asked before and it's a little bit uncomfortable. Like, how would you like to feel when you wake up and open your laptop? How would you like to feel when you close your laptop for the day? What kind of people do you want to surround yourself with and affiliate yourself with virtually? Um, not just educated or, you know, highly educated or non-highly educated. I mean, literally, what kind of people? Like, what are their values? Um, what companies do you admire and why? What are some of the values that you're looking for? What are some of the words that companies use to uh, attract employees that are a good match for them with their job description mm. that you feel excited about being? 
that you don't, that you feel like, oh my God, somebody wants that. I have that. Like words like um, multi, multi potentialite. Is that the word? Yeah. Multi potentialite. People get so hung up on this. They're like, I'm a jack of all trades. I can wear many hats. And like everything that I see is asking me to be an expert and like have 10 years in one area. And I don't have that. And I'm like, those jobs aren't for you. Stop looking for them because that's why you're finding them. Get real about who you are. Start saying those things in your resume and in your cover letter and know that only companies who are comfortable with that kind of employee and actually want that kind of employee and you'll be able to thrive there. You won't be hiding. You won't be saying, why did I choose this? Why do I feel like an outsider? Why do I feel like they just want me to buckle down and not be who I am? That's when you'll find those companies. Does that make sense? That's what alignment, that's just like one example of what alignment can do for you. Yeah, no, and that's applicable to all parts of your life, isn't it? I mean, when you're, like we were talking about earlier, friendships, relationships, you know, you, if you keep wondering why relationships don't keep working out, <laughs> it's because... Yes, what's the common denominator? Exactly, yeah, and I've, <laughs> I've had that multiple, yeah, you, yeah, you're talking to me, right? Because that's definitely true. I, I had that experience yes. about a year or two ago where it was like, man, these, you know, I don't know if you can call them relationships, but these situations with girls seemingly have the same situation happen over and over and over again. It's not them. It's me. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Very Which important. is a hard thing to sit with. You've got to be at a certain place to even ask yourself that question. You know what I mean? And we skip over so much of that in life because, well, a lot of us that have big goals or big dreams feel like emotions aren't part of the plan and deep thoughts aren't part of the plan. We're like, what can I do today to get to where I want to go? Instead of who can I be? And that's, the answer is always more of myself. And when you go inward and you, and you do that kind of reflection, that's the answers that you get. Oh, I'm the problem in my life. Oh, I'm the common denominator in my job search that's quote unquote not going anywhere. So let me take a look at that. And that's the fastest way to success in every, in every part of your life. But none of us want to do it because it's freaking uncomfortable. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I think that a major, major setback for society and us right now are distractions. And I think Mm -hmm. that when you sit down and you send out your resume and you go on LinkedIn, you go on indeed and you touch up your resume a little bit, you update your last job with a few nice bullet points. And then you sit down and you send out your resume to three people every day on LinkedIn or indeed it's the most dangerous thing I think you can do. Now you obviously know more about this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff, but just in general, that type of a action in other parts of your life as well, where you feel like you're being productive, yeah. but deep down you know that it's not doing anything and you are mm-hmm. just, it's just like swiping on Tinder, you know, you're just, you're swiping, you, you feel like maybe you're making gains towards a relationship if we're going to stick with that metaphor, but yes. you, you deep down know you're not and you know you're not making yourself uncomfortable going and talking to that pretty girl or guy at the bar. You're not doing the internal work and maybe reaching out and getting coffee with a connection that could put you in touch with somebody because that's really uncomfortable. And doing the other work yes. that you're talking about is uncomfortable, but you can trick yourself into feeling productive. You know, no, I looked for three jobs today. Mm-hmm. So it's- Yes, and, and, and that's what I see all the time is people feeling like they're doing the job search. And I'm like, oh, you really don't want to hear what I have to say. What I have to say is you've been doing nothing for three months. You've been True. thinking that you're doing the work. And so, I mean, in, in all types of business, you want to think about results 
result-producing activities or income-producing activities. And for your job search, a lot of people just come at it ass backwards. And like you said, actually what would be good is actually like trying to manifest the people in your life who could get you to where you want to be. So my circle of friends sucks. Let me write down a lot of values that I would love to actually meet people. And then let me back that up by opening myself up to some networking opportunities and to grabbing a, grabbing a coffee with my supervisor from five years ago that actually thought that my uh, work was really worthy um, of achievement and promotion. And let me um, think about where I want to go in life before I touch up my resume and before I um, find companies. I even have people doing their resume before they're, they're set on a, um, you know, on a job title or an industry that they want. And my answer to that is, how can you know what you want to present to somebody if you don't know who they are and you don't know what the company stands for? Why are you doing this? Because someone told you that you need to have a CV of all of the activities that you've ever done in your life? Like, great. I don't know. Maybe your grandma wants to see that, but nobody cares. And you're just feeling like you're, you are going through the motions, literally, and you're not doing anything that's actually producing results. So, of course, you feel like you're spinning your wheels. Um, and, yes, dating is always the best uh, metaphor for, <laughs> for job search, by the way. I use it all the freaking time, especially with, like, um, alignment in saying no to offers. And saying no to applying to things that you're just so comfortable applying to that you almost like you almost know it's a bad idea and you're like, oh, that's five dollars an hour below what I'll take, but I'll apply to it anyway because that's what I'm committed to attracting in my life. And I'm like, do you see yourself right now? Um, this is exactly like dating. And until you set up those boundaries and those standards and you commit to those standards in dating, you can be telling your friends like, yeah, I'm dating. You know, I'm doing the work. I'm. I'm, you know, I don't know. I'm putting myself out there. And all your friends like, she is putting out the wrong vibe and they know it. And you're like, I'm doing the work. So yes, it's a perfect metaphor. It is an absolutely perfect metaphor. Um, what do you think is uh, the biggest thing that people see when they do end up getting that remote job that they've been really working for? What's the biggest misconception that people have when they actually get the role um, and then they actually start the remote work or just in general, when you're working with people, what, what's a misconception people have? Mm, like, so two things. One, yeah, one is the really sad fact that most people don't find their dream job on the first try because they are not in alignment. And that's why I'm so, so passionate about this message. You're, that, like a, um, you're either, a, you're either a, uh, career coach or you're a chiropractor. Yes, I'm, I'm like, almost, align your freaking self. Fucking alignment, <laughs> goddammit. You know why? Because you're going to be back to where you were starting the job search again. And I see this a lot. Yeah, um, no, six it's months true. Yeah. later. And, um, you know, you can take those lessons with you, of course. It's not wasted time. And, it, of course, that, that path was meant for you. But how can I help people overcome this before they make those mistakes? And that knowing what you want and not being so starstruck by the opportunity of working remote that you just take whatever they'll give you. Whoever puts their hand up first that they want you, you'll take it. And I just see that a lot. And then people are unhappy. And then they've got to start over again. So, just um, be aware, first-time remote job searchers, um, have standards, commit to them, and you will thank yourself later. It may take longer. You may have to hold out for four months instead of the 90-day window that I would tell people this is possible in, um, and it's going to cause you know a lot less stress, and it's going to be the path that you actually want. Um, and then another thing I would 
say is when when people um when people think about like remote work, they're just not sure how they're going to personally feel about it. They're not sure if they're going to be lonely, if they're going to feel lost, if they're going to feel like they have no accountability, um, if they're going to feel like they don't get out of the house anymore. And so I just think that people should really try it first. And you don't have to be hired by a company to try remote work. Like literally pick a Saturday of your life and just have a list of projects that are done all online and see how you do. And if you feel like a miserable wench at the end of the day, then you need to start thinking about some things. Right. And I just love how people are like, well, I won't know until I start. And I'm like, or you could download the Slack app, which is the communication app that all remote companies use pretty much. And you could get in a community channel about, I don't know, traveling and you could start talking to people and just see how that works. Um, you could download Zoom for free and do a conference call with your mom. I don't care who it is, right? So you could prepare yourself and you could just see, like, is this too much? Or am I kind of really out of my league here? And one of the things I want to ask in the interview is, how is mentorship in your company? And if they look at you like you've got three heads, you know what the answer is. They don't provide it. <laughs> um, and if you know you're going to need a solid training plan, you better ask about that in the interview instead of just, you know, hoping and then going, well, I felt really lost and then I couldn't do my job and I got fired or I quit. Um, so, yeah, those are, those are maybe two of the things I would say people go through. How do you – yeah, no, those are fantastic. Why do you think it is that people take that first job that comes at them? You know, even if, even if they don't need it, they have money coming in, but why are we all so trained – in a job searching dynamic, I feel like most of us are trained that they are doing us a favor by giving yeah. us a job. Why is that? Mm -hmm. It's a lack of worthiness. It's a lack of, um, I'm worthy as a human with or without this job. It's a lack of belief that I'm a remote worker with or without the job offer. I always tell people that like, I'm not all about this act as if bullshit, like act as if you're a millionaire. No, that's, that's like, I don't know who came up with that, but it's like the worst advice. You know what you need? You need to believe that you are the person who deserves a million dollars. That is the only thing that, that can replace that bullshit thing that somebody put out there one time and it caught on a lot and it's on Instagram quote. <laughs> um, because you need to believe that you're the person who deserves to get paid sitting in your pajamas from your couch. And when you don't believe that deep down, you take anything. You show up in interviews like a yes, ma'am, and you don't actually ask things that you are downright concerned about. And you're like, oh, I wish I would have asked them this because it was clear on my first day it was a misogynistic pithole, you know, and, and that, that's on them. So, yes, I would say it's, it's a lack of belief that they are the person that deserves what they are getting. And I, and I say this to people all the time, and this smacks them in the face, and, you know, I just love to give people a taste of, like, reality. And I say, would it surprise you if a remote job gave you an offer? And most people are like, yes, because they've been complaining to me for weeks about how they're not going anywhere and no one's getting back to them and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if it's going to be a surprise that you've succeeded, then you need to work on your belief, and it, or it will always be an uh, uncertainty in your mind that you could ever do it. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. And once again, this type of this type of work that you're talking about doing is applicable to everything in life. The same kind yeah. of stuff that I have people do, uh, you know, through my program, it's the same kind of thing because without that, you really do revert back to the exact same thing you were you were doing at the beginning. 
right? Like it's, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a very simple metaphor, but it's really just the foundations. And if you don't like rewire those foundational things of exactly why you're doing this, who you are and what you think you can do, then you can get the world and you will, you'll just crumble back into nothing, which we've all done from time to time yeah. for sure. You know, and we'll probably do it more times in our life. And then we'll go, Oh, whoops, I forgot. Everything that I need is already within me. And all I need to do is sit down with myself and have a tough conversation. I do that daily. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like we forget. You're not always going to feel like an aligned. It was so funny. I I did an event in New York city last week or this uh, weekend. And I don't know, just, we had downtime with the ladies and it was kind of casual conversation. And someone just brought up like, so what do you do when, when someone is offering you an opportunity and it doesn't like tick all of your marks. And I'm like, Oh shit. We literally just did so many sessions about like worthiness, pricing, you know, charging what you're worth, being an aligned creature. And we forgot to like put in there that we're normal human beings. And sometimes we do things for passion and sometimes we do things for fun. And sometimes we do things just for the money. And then we find out that that was a bad idea. And it's not like we're walking around with this armor. That's like, I'm an aligned conscious person. You can't fuck with me. It's like, no, I get fucked with almost every day. And I, but the difference is I'm a conscious person. I can provide inquiry at any time from my own soul. Hey, why am I thinking this? Or, hey, why is my instinct to go do that right now? Is that what I really want in the long term? Or am I going for instant gratification like a lot of us, like a lot of us do? So, no, the obstacles don't keep, don't, you know, stop showing up. It's just you change inside. And I want to say, like, what you said about how this applies to everything. I would ask everyone out there, then why aren't we why aren't we starting focusing on these things inside of ourselves? Like, why aren't we mastering the inner work, knowing that it radiates out to everything that we want to do in life instead of being like, well, now I'm going after my career goals, so I'll, like, focus on being a monk later. It's like, no, I'm not asking you to meditate for five hours a day. I'm asking you to be in tune with your intuition, to ask yourself hard questions, to think before you act, and to search for alignment instead of searching for a job. Um, And it radiates out into everything that you could possibly ever want. So I would urge people to start there, and you'll get ahead much faster. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I think that the most powerful way to start doing that is through writing, in my personal opinion. I think journaling in the morning, I think writing down what it is you're feeling, like you said, prompting yourself with these questions, uh, freeform writing, um, just writing out your thoughts is such a transform transformational effect that yes, will lead I agree down that because, path. Yes, I agree because I do like journaling with my intuition and that's just what I uh, feel like it is. And anyone can do any type of writing. Like you just said, the, those things are, it's just such a reality check that I've got stories in my mind, like big ones. And it might not even hit you until you look at what you wrote yesterday and now you're in a different frame of mind and you're like, I made that up. I made all of my bad mood up yesterday and I could have just mastered my mood uh, in like five seconds and totally stripped down that story of mine uh, that doesn't serve me at all. And I could have replaced it with a mantra or I could have replaced it with a deep breath or I could have replaced it with a, you know, fuck that person. That's not for me. And I'm going this way, you know, um, and it, it is it's such a powerful thing. And until you write things out or say them out loud, maybe to a really I don't know, maybe to a mirror, maybe to like a really trusted person in your life, you will never know how crazy you sound in your mind. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's true. And I think that writing it out, for me at least, when I get really angry or something like that, writing it out 
you know, some, some days I literally sit down and I just go like, fuck all this, fuck all this, fuck you, yeah, fuck this, fuck right. that, in like big caps, right. halfway through the page, it's, it's crazy, halfway through the page, Taylor, my words will start to become smaller, the swear words will start to disappear, by the bottom of the page, I'm now writing coherent sentences of like, you know, actual thoughts I've had, but it started off with big, giant swear words, like just getting out my anger, frustration mm-hmm. on the paper, by the end, it's, my brain has processed it, and I'm a normal person again. <laughs> That is so powerful. And, and it is so true. It's like, that's the process that, that none of us have access to unless we accept that we need to work on our thoughts and we need to find out what's going on in there. And then you do, you just start to unravel and you just get down to this really simple, usually childish thought that you can then say, can I let go of that thought? Oh yeah, there it goes. Now I can think a new thought that that's going to serve me better. Um, yeah, what you just shared is so powerful. Like I hope people um, out there who have like built up anger or built up confusion or like literally who will say like, why me? Why this? Why, why, why? Over and over again. Like start writing that out. You'll get other words that come. Mm-hmm, for sure. Work it out and write it out. Those two are just potent medicines. I feel like mm-hmm. that can, that can cure almost anything, <laughs> any mental Absolutely. ailment, work out or write it out. And it helps tremendously. Yeah. Um, so, all right. I know you got to go to a dinner sometime soon. So I want to start a little bit on the more tactical side of things. So mm-hmm. we've done 80%, 90% of the, of the mindset work. Right. And now people mm-hmm. are sitting which there. Which is so, which is so important. And, and people For are sure. probably like, when are we going to get to the stuff that's going to help us? We just did. No. So it's, yes. it's a natural resistance that comes up in your mind. Like, Oh, I hope they get to some of the strategies and we will, but just notice how we talked about all that first and that, and that's where you should start from. And now we can go on the strategies that will actually make a difference instead of you doing all these things without working on yourself first and feeling like you've gotten nowhere and feeling like misguided and feeling like you're putting out all the effort and you're just getting, you know, you're just in your wheels. So yeah, let's get into it. No, but preach for sure. No, a hundred percent what you just said. That's gold. And don't, I've done this more times than I can count where I hear people saying what you just said and I go, yeah, for sure. So anyway, what are the tactics and strategies I need yes, to do? Yes, yes. And, and just, I, a little, <laughs> just a little transparent moment. I used to be that person like 100% of the time. And I'll even quote myself like in, in you know my mind thoughts. I literally thought when people talked about alignment and not oh. doing things unless they're in alignment with yourself, I literally used to say that's an excuse for people who don't know how to work hard. Like I literally didn't know sounds what was waiting for me on the other yeah. side. And now I know what, what, what was waiting for me on the other side. And I did have to break down a lot of barriers. So just for anyone listening, I didn't come out of the womb being like abundance mindset one-on-one. I came out of the womb being like, I will do whatever it takes to succeed. Very masculine energy, very go, 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 do, do, do. And when I finally stepped back and and became like a lot of being focused on being the woman that deserves all these things that's when my life really accelerated without feeling like I was doing so much work unbelievable yeah and I think you're completely right and I think it stems from this is a divergent conversation that we can do another podcast on (laughs) but I think it really stems from you know a capitalistic mindset and I think it really stems from also the industrial revolution and we all have these ingrained habits of do, 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 do productivity, efficiency. And what the fuck does my mindset have to do? If I sat there and meditated for 10 minutes, I'm not doing anything. 
And we're told that right. you need to be doing something. You need to be efficient. You need to be productive. Are you checking tasks off your list or not? If you're not, then how do you think you're going to get to where you want to go? Right? Where and so it's really hard. You got to you have to you have to rewrite the script of how to rewrite the script. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you have to start from a point where you thought was the end. Like people think, okay, I'm going to get all these things in my life. I'm going to get this job title. I'm going to be working remotely. I'm going to visit 10 countries. I'm going to attract the love of my life. And then I'm going to like get to a place where I can like meditate every day. And like, then I'll find like what, what's the, you know, what's the uh, happiness that I, that I'm searching for in my life. It's like, let's start at that. And then everything comes along so much faster. But Oh baby, I did not want to believe it. I was so 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 jaded. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, no, I I know for sure. There's this there's this beautiful short anecdote of a Mexican fisherman and a U.S. traveler that comes to this little Mexican fishing village um, to vacation, and he meets this fisherman out there on the dock, and he pulls up this nice big fish, and the American goes, "Oh my God, that's incredible! Like you you caught this nice big fish, you know? Like you know, how do you spend your days?" And he's like, well, I, I usually go out fishing once a day and uh, then I hang out with my children and relax and laugh with them and spend time with my wife and we go for walks um, and things like that. And the guy's like, man, well, you know, how much fish is out there? And the, the Mexican fisherman is like, well, no, there's a lot. If you go around the cove, I can probably catch like 10 a day, something like that. And the American's like, okay, so what you could do is you could, you know, catch 10 a day and you could bring it back. Then you could, then you could send it. And this is any kind of capitalist country, right? This is the mentality. You could set up five different boats. Then you could own those five different boats. You could set up, you know, this, and you could open a savings account and distribute the fish to all these markets. And the the fisherman is like, oh, so to to, what's the point of doing all that? And he's like, well, so then you can, you know, own your own business. You can eventually sell it and make a bunch of money. And he's like, and then, then what I do? And the kind of, you know, the American stops and he's like, well, I guess then you would have enough money to relax with your family and go for walks and spend time with your kids, <laughs> you know, and the fish, you know, so it's like this beautiful anecdote of yeah. somebody who's already doing that lifestyle and someone else comes in and is, you know, we're just so programmed that way. We're very programmed for yeah. efficiency and creating that when you can just start from the top, like you said, or start at the end. That's really beautiful. I love uh, that. Um, okay. So we'll get into a little tactical stuff here at the end. Now that we've, uh, preached about the other stuff. Um, <laughs> I hope we have a couple people in the audience going preach, but probably <laughs> the major percent of people are like, I asked my question on Instagram and I would like you to ask it right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Most people are down. Um, so this one comes from Morgan Greenfield and this is a pretty classic one that actually a few people asked, but she was the first one. So she gets the shout out. Um, okay. where are the best places to look for remote work? Cause a lot of people were saying that they look on indeed, they look at all these places and it's a lot of telemarketing and crap jobs. So where are the mm-hmm. best places to actually find quality remote work? Yeah. So this is why people pay me money because it is actually quite frustrating to be on remote job boards and those remote job boards. Like I even have a blog post on my website. People can go to remotelikeme.com slash blog. It's like my most popular blog post ever, and it's remote job boards for every industry. So these are even better than those big search engines, but they're still the same jobs, the same companies, and you have tens of thousands of people applying to them. And they're not specifically going to light you on fire because you're doing filtered searching. And something that I explain in my programs, I'll explain it a little bit here, um, and this is called strategic searching. It's when you've got values, 
standards that you're going to commit to and role responsibilities that actually make you feel so good. Um, you've got salary standards. You've got uh, missions that you can stand behind. You've got all this written out. And then you actually just search based on those. And you don't, you don't spend time on job boards. I, I actually um, tell people to search for lists. So you can search for a list of, uh, you know, best remote companies that are eco-friendly or that have an eco-friendly mission. And you're going to get so many, so many amazing hits off of that that are aligned with you and that you want to apply to than filtering through job boards and trying to convince yourself that one of those is actually something that you want. Hmm. That is fantastic advice. And you're right. You don't get caught up in all the garbage then too. Yes, exactly. And you don't see things over and over again that are asking for different skills or different personality traits um, than what you have. And you don't start thinking, what's wrong with me? I obviously can't go remote because I don't know what Salesforce is. Well, if you stopped looking at jobs that have nothing to do with you, then you would feel like everything you're finding was meant for you. And you feel like I'm on a roll. And then that affects your mood and that affects the way that you actually show up when you're you know, in these really, um, really challenging situations like an interview or a salary negotiation. And that's how you get to where you want to be. Beautiful. Love it. Um, okay. Number two, Rama Collins asks, what if you don't, you kind of touched on this just now. What if you don't have any fancy skills or degrees to put you at the front of the pack when applying? Mm, do you feel fancy? <laughs> do you feel like you want a remote company that wants people with fancy degrees? Don't worry about it. Like literally, no degree, no problem. That should be your mantra. Um, you need to lead with what you do have and you, you need to know, like come from an abundance mindset and just know that I am the remote job queen, so I will tell you what is a fact right now, and that is that every single Monday, I sit down and I curate my weekly roundup for my paying members. I put 40 to 50 jobs on that every single Monday in various industries with various missions with various, um, you know, roles. And every single Monday, I'm going through thousands of opportunities, not including job boards, because I expect people can do that themselves. So these are opportunities that I'm finding through that strategic searching method that I just spoke about with what my members are interested in. And then people giving me through my network other opportunities that I should look at and pass on. And thousands, like I literally can't even tell you, I have to pare it down to what my members are interested in. And there are tons and tons and tons of remote jobs out there. So don't feel like you need to be one way, have one type of education, or be in one type of industry. It's not true at all. Just take it from me if you don't, if you haven't seen it for yourself, and you're like, I'm pretty sure everything that I look at on Google is like ten dollar an hour transcription jobs. That's okay. Just you just don't know how to search yet. So take it from me. Um, it is abundant as fuck out here, and everybody has an online business. Everybody needs support for that online business, and that's where you come in as a remote worker. Um, I need to shut my window because there are children outside in my neighbor's yard, but hopefully it hasn't destroyed the audio at all. But they're yeah, having fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's, that's what I would say to anyone who's worried about. It doesn't have to be a degree. This is a question I get a lot. Um, I'm worried about, you know, my age. I'm worried about the tools that I already know how to use. I'm worried about, you know, anything that I don't have. And I say start worrying about what you do have. Start attracting jobs that want that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just focus on the stuff that you have to offer instead. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, number three from my buddy, Matthew Flores. He asked, he already has a remote job. Actually, he works from London, 
but he's really curious. He said, getting the job is the beginning of the journey. Um, Do you have any advice on meeting new people while working remotely? Mm. Mm. I'm going to just make some assumptions in his question because it's not um, very detailed, but I'm assuming he means meeting people that are going to take his career even further and help him enjoy his career more or maybe um, give him other types of business opportunities. Yeah, I think it just means like Which in a, in a, in a semi-professional sense, how can you meet people that's not just, yeah. you know, out of the bar? Mm-hmm. So number one, roll your eyes again, but you, you've got to know who you're looking to connect with and then you will start attracting those kind of opportunities. But some things that I can tell you right off the bat are join your local digital nomad Facebook group. And if it's not local, like if you don't live in a city like London or New York City or Medellin, Colombia or anything like that, you can go just up to the country level. Like there's always a digital nomad of blah, 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 Facebook community. Um, and that is where I got like so many of my connections when I was working remotely. And I would definitely say that is like ground level one. Um, in the U.S., we have something called meetups.com. I'm not sure if that's global or not. But again, you can search by interest and you can find physical events to go to. I would say anything that gets you out of your laptop cave and can actually get you out around people that are like-minded. And then also I've gone on a lot of the remote work and digital nomad type programs or trips um, that are already planned for you with groups of digital nomads. Um, Something that you can uh, look into is literally just Google um, best, um, best travel programs or best retreats for digital nomads and remote workers. And I, I literally found my best friend, um, at, at one of them, like literally my BFF for real. Nice. And I would have never met her if I didn't, uh, if I wasn't on the lookout for other remote workers that were aligned with me. And I picked something that was my vibe. I picked, I didn't just pick it because it was the right cost in the right country. I picked it because it just had this kind of like make it your own freedom type kind of thing. And that's exactly who she is. And we found each other. I actually didn't think that it was that uh, great of a program, but I found her and I'm, I'm really, really grateful for that. So I would say um, those three things. Okay. Awesome. All right. One last question here on the tactics. Um, and this is kind of a broad question, but I'm sure you have a couple of uh, good basic tips for this. What are some ideas on simple restructuring of the resume to take it from something that is maybe a word doc in 95 to something a little more pleasant and uh, better for the 21st century? Yes, that's, absolutely. that's from Tiffany so, Jones, by the way. Okay, Tiffany, here we go. Hot tip. You cannot, yes, you absolutely cannot apply with the Word document resume. Um, and every single person that I help land remote jobs usually, and I was at 99% of the time, designs their resume in Canva. And I teach people how to do this in my courses and, I, and any of the programs that you get from me. Um, I have a couple things on my blog about it. So you can just um, maybe Google remote like me and resume tips. And, and this is what you help me do too for people listening. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. My, my resume I, literally looked like it was made on Windows 98. And now mm-hmm. it looks like it's somewhat relevant. And now it looks like you're a remote worker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so Canva.com is free. And they have templates that you can already start off with in their resume template section. And then you have to be able to move those sections around based on what the company wants. So, yeah, number one is the look of it. You've got to get into Canva or um, search on 
uh, Etsy for Google Doc resume templates. They're, they sell on Etsy for like $3, and they're really good. I've had some of my clients use those if you don't like Canva, but Canva is totally free, and there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to use it. Um, and then number, part two of that is knowing what's supposed to go on it, right? Like how can I, you know, if, if you just make it look nice and it's still in that Word doc, like paragraph format, nobody's going to, going to give you a look. So just my number one tip that I always give people is have three to five keywords and phrases from the job ad in the top half of the first page of your resume. That is absolutely crucial. Why? Because if you're going through an applicant tracking system or you're going just through the naked eye of a hiring manager, they need to see that you're who they asked for on the job ad. And that means literally pulling three to five keywords from the job ad. Don't be afraid to tell them that, they are, that you are exactly what they want. Don't try to find any power verbs. Please don't, stop doing that. Stop, you know, put away the thesaurus. There's no reason to try to reword what they're looking for. You want their eyes to light up. You can bold those keywords and phrases throughout your resume, and you can just make sure that you are actually a correct match for what they want. Now, when it comes to personality on a resume, that is absolutely important. Think of your, uh, you know, your job search in the location dependent sense, they're going to get a chance to meet you. In the virtual sense, they're probably not. So it's going to be a phone call or a video call. So you need to humanize it real quick. You need to show them who you are and that you're not just, you know, another resume for them to look through. So you've got to put some personality on there. And you've got to be authentic. So, again, this comes back to the first question. Is this authentically you? Or does this feel like somebody that you wish you were or somebody that you would literally roll your eyes at if you worked with? Um, and then you've got to check yourself. Should I be applying to this? If I can't find three to five keywords to put on, you know, the first couple sections of my resume that are direct match with the job ad, uh, you're not it. You should stop applying and go to something that you are actually cut out for. Beautiful. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, tell people, since we've got limited time here, tell people where they can find you, what you're working on. I know you got some big things coming out, so give us a little rundown here where yes. people can easily find you. Yes, absolutely. So for anything at all, just go to remotelikeme.com. Uh, we've got everything up on our website. I would love if people here do love to engage on Facebook. If you're a Facebook groupy kind of person, my Facebook group is awesome. It's called Remote Like Me Community. And you'll, you'll find, you know, free job listings on there and you'll find tips and uh, free training videos from me on there. So I would love to connect with you there. My Instagram handle is at remote like me. I'm living on the gram. You can literally see what I do every single day behind the scenes. Um, and my employees who work for me remotely from around the world, they also do takeovers. So you can see what it's like uh, to, to work oh, for awesome. a remote, small remote company. Yeah. yeah. I love, I love giving them that space to do that. Um, and then, yes, I've got on April 15th, I'm doing a five-day free challenge called Align and Attract Your Dream Remote Job. So if you were like headbanging, preaching, hands in the air to anything that we were talking about, about aligning first and how to actually attract your dream remote job with ease and how to make it feel good, it does not have to suck, just so you know, um, while you're reaching your, your career goals to work remotely, then you definitely want to be in that free challenge. I'm going to teach you how to attract your dream job in five days. Um, and it's going to include everything on abundance mindset, alignment, um, how to accept your reality and how to get what you want, who you are and actually what you want, all of those things that you talked about. And they are, of course, backed up with inspired action tips. So, you know, I go into the resume and the cover letter and the interview and how all of that looks 
uh, when you are aligned and when it is actually the job for you. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much, I Taylor, hope, for coming. I on. hope some people are into that message and are into, um, you know, not going through the motions anymore and not just guessing what they should be doing and actually coming from a place of alignment. And if they are, then I really hope that they sign up for the, for the free five day challenge and just see what happens. You mm -hmm. will see, you will experience it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And break through some barriers and stuff. Awesome. Yeah. No, hundred percent agree. And we'll be putting this out a few days before. So hopefully when you're listening to this, that should be coming up in a few days. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So go check it out. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, Taylor. Really appreciate it. Thank you it. for having me. Yeah, stick around for uh, another minute, but uh, we'll go ahead and end it there. Thank you much for coming on. Thank you. Well, I do hope y'all enjoyed that episode. Uh, yeah, check out Taylor at Remote Like Me. She obviously is a go-getter <laughs> and a hustler. So check out what she's going on over there on her Instagram. If you like what I'm putting out, a review or a subscription on iTunes would make my fucking day, people. I love you all. Got some amazing more stuff coming out. Um, at least I hope it's amazing. I tell myself that all my episodes are amazing. Um, but really, I appreciate you listening, um, even if you're at this point of the episode, which is at the very end, which means you've listened to over an hour, and then you listened to the outro. Uh, that means I love you. That means I hope that you really are getting value out of what it is I'm doing. Um, and if you do feel free to reach out to me, Alex H star on Instagram. I got an email, Alex at Alex star.com. Um, reach out to me. Um, I'm taking on, um, a few people for my rewrite the rules program, which is designed to help you overcome blocks in your life, get unstuck, get some clarity. Um, so you can start living the life that you want on your own terms instead of the one that you've been told. How was that for an elevator pitch? Tell me it's good. All right, guys, have a great week, a great weekend, a great month, a great spring. I love y'all and catch you on the next one. Yeah.